Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So,、um, today I have a very well-defined theme, which is feeling very alone in the world. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I just want to discuss、um, when I do feel that,、um, how this feeling is manifested, and、um, sort of what kind of theory I have about all of the ways that it could manifest. Itself,、um, so yeah. But before I get into that, I should let you know that I'm not an academic. I'm not a writer. I'm just someone living my life, and for now,、uh, on a vacation, and、um, just trying to share my experience with you.、Um, also, I should tell you that it's four twenty in the morning. I'm feeling great, and that's the very first thing I want to talk about related to the topic of feeling alone, which is that. I wonder why is it that our work hour is not shifted for three or four hours later? Which is to say that even if, okay, even if we cannot reduce our work hour、uh, from eight hours to a bit less, let's say we still keep the eight hours. Why can't we work from twelve to eight、um, instead of eight to five or something?、Uh, and that's been a huge question. Uh, because it seems like a lot of people have trouble getting up, and and for me, like the eight hours of sleep just feels different.、Um, I think I feel better when I go to bed at four or five in the morning and wake up at twelve or one in the afternoon, rather than going to bed at twelve or eleven, forcing myself to get up by seven or eight in the morning. And I feel like a lot of people have that issue as well. But there's no way to to really prove that. I haven't interviewed so many people, and I think a lot of times, most you know, when I do interview my friends or my coworkers about what's the ideal time for getting up, of course, everyone is deprived of sleep, so they would end up saying things like, "Okay, I think it's better to 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 wake up a little bit later, ten or eleven, and、uh, oh, I when I sleep in on the weekend, it would." I would go all the way till noon, so that's the impression I I I had, and maybe that's the wrong impression. Maybe people are saying that only because they're sleep deprived, but not because that if they weren't sleep deprived, they would still choose to wake up at noon rather than eight o'clock. Um, so I don't know. There must be some scientific study behind this, which is that. Given the same amount of sleep, it's better. Like for most people, it's more natural to wake up at eight rather than twelve at noon. There might be such a thing, and、uh, maybe if that's the case, then I'm just one of the unfortunate people who uh, 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 likes working,、uh, waking up much later and just working late at night.、Um, and that got me thinking. You know, maybe like whether this is a natural thing. Uh, for me to like this rhythm, or is this sort of like a forced psychological rebellious thing, where knowing that most people still are morning people, I am happier when I do the thing that is not so usual, and that I am forcing myself or I'm tricking myself into thinking that. My natural state is different from the majority, and I'm secretly satisfied with this,、um, with this thinking, and therefore I believe in the end that 
oh, my natural state is different from everyone else's, and I complain about work starting so early. I don't know who knows. Maybe there's like a this double layer to it. Um, but then still, that's kind of a thing with me. I because I don't know. I I really don't know what to do <laughs> from now on. I suffered so much in the past two years that I had this serious job where I had to get up at. Um, around 6.30 in the morning because of the commute time and work started at 7.30 and it was just too early for me and that was my main problem with the main, yeah, my main problem with the job was really the start time. Like the work hour was long as well but if I had if I could start a bit like one hour or two hours later it would be much better and I probably would have survived and probably signed a few more years on the, uh, with the company but I just couldn't get past that. Like every single day, my first thought would be, "I want to die," and naturally, uh, one wouldn't think that that's the happy life. So um, I had to quit. I had to say no to a renewal of my contract, which I talked about in one of my other episodes, where I talk about how one should always refuse um, a counter offer. But that's not the point today. The point is just that this is when I feel really alone because most people. Like if I do talk to them, if I do ask them about their morning rituals, most people just act like cool adults, as if yeah, I know it's like it's not ideal, but I'm I'm fine living this kind of life, and um, it just got me thinking: when would I ever be able to buy that? When would I ever really um, fool myself into that kind of thinking? Like I don't know if the people I've talked to. Um, have already overcome this and really bought into the real adult life, which is that they get responsible. They wake up early in the morning. They go to like they go to work on time most of the time, and they are okay with it. I I don't know. I really wonder how much pain people do have every single day, and whether I'm the only one feel uh, suffering every single day going to work. Not because of the work itself, but really just time of getting up. Um, so this is one of the moments where I really feel alone because you're putting this you're putting this situation where um, where it feels like it's an unusual kind of intimate talk if you try to uh, dig deeper with people and I don't really and this is not exactly personal right it's not um, it's not categorized usually as a private. Uh, topic. Um, it's really just about whether you or not you prefer having a later start day or something like that. And of course, people would complain about w- long working hours. That's a okay issue. That's a public issue. But 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 when you try to go further, when you try to ask them, then why did you put up with this? Like the natural answer would be, of course, I have bills to pay and blah 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 blah. And um and. And it's so predictable, um, and it just feels like they're hiding something, and I, and it's made me laugh in a not not because it's humorous, but because it's so typical um, that that's their answer, and and you wonder why, like why they couldn't just give you a more like a deeper answer or something that's more. Um, more like a longer answer even <laughs> like you just get the same answer all the time and you wonder what they're trying to hide and 
Um, it's just a little bit disappointing, but you cannot, it's very difficult to push any further, um, asking them, why did you put up with this kind of job? And, and I don't blame them. I think a very simple reason is that they're right. They have to pay the bills and most of the jobs that exist out there are sort of a daytime job. Um, uh, by the way, I didn't look up the numbers for this, but I suspect that most jobs are day jobs or rather the people who graduate with a university degree, they typically get a day job. And so, and so there really seems to be no, not much of an alternative. And if you're gonna, if you're not super rich, you gotta put up with this life. And I think mo maybe most people have um, either quickly or slowly come to that conclusion. And when, when someone like their coworker asks them about this, it seems very juvenile and it, there's no point in thinking further about it. Maybe it's become so, so, um, so much like water. It's just there and you, you, um, there's no point in looking into the reason of needing water or being in the water or whatever metaphor is appropriate. Um, so that's when I feel really alone. I feel like this is not even, as I said, it's not even asking about their private lives. It's just trying to get an opinion on something that's uh, some phenomenon that's very uh, prevalent in most, in very prevalent. And, and yet it's very difficult to get an opinion on that. So the feeling of loneliness is rather twofold. The first one being that you can't really... Um, get an answer and the second one is that universally this is how people would respond which is by not really telling you the answer and it's just like a, a secret rule that um, everyone seems to get uh, except for me and that's when I feel very alone um, but for the actual situation for the actual problem that most jobs are day jobs I really don't know how to get get by that um, I'm not you know, I was looking at a, I was watching a, a, a YouTube video about the problem with work. It's, so it's more of a climate change channel. I'm not that interested in the topic of climate change, but I am interested in sort of the nature of work and being, living a more sustainable life and just trying to do with, make do with less so that you don't have work so much. And the idea of, of course, I'm a fan of reducing work hours. Um, so I was looking at the channel and I was thinking, I was watching the channel and I was thinking just like exactly how many people buy into that. Because um, I was, I would think that most people would buy into that. It's just that they find it um, too idealistic and therefore they've already given up on the idea of not working full-time day jobs a long time ago or they wouldn't just try to go into that that uh, rabbit hole or thinking about an alternative um but you know it feels like it's a really you really never know if it's just your social circle or it's just uh, the algorithm figuring things out for you um and so we never know and um and that's when I feel really alone but also the I think it's indirectly proportional to feeling that I belong to a certain niche, uh, like a certain small group that where people do understand what I'm talking about, namely the people who watch that kind of video on YouTube. Um, but still, like, it's a mystery to me um, why this isn't made like a, like a, this isn't 
developing into a new social move, uh, movement, which is to work a little bit later, even if the working hours are not reduced. And it does seem like a lot of people are complaining about this. So yeah, so that's one of the um, first things that make me feel very much, um, very much alone. Um, and I'm not sad about it. It's just that I wonder why. Um, I wonder why it's 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 like this. Maybe everyone is just in their tiny echo chamber, and uh, there are some people who do like the structure um, of getting up at eight and going home at five or six. Um, or maybe the truth is most people do fit better into a morning routine. Who knows? So that's one area where I was thinking about this. Another area is just like how TV is bad. <laughs> and then I know that most people, most people are already enlightened and that they choose to uh, not watch TV and they are also happy to not use social media and they're also happy to not subscribe to any YouTube. Um, and I don't know, I again, this might be an echo chamber kind of thing. And by the way, the echo chamber is a strong me, not like multiple people uh, supporting the cause because if, uh, well, if these people exist, they wouldn't be on social media, so I couldn't meet them. So that's a shame. Um, but the point is, of course, I feel like TV is an outdated thing already. Um, at least, I don't know. It's just TV is, was never part of my life, either in, in Taiwan or in Canada, where I used to live. And um, I don't know about American culture. It seems like TV is still a big thing in, in the US. Who knows? Um, and just it's just not really my thing. And, uh, and yet, it seems to be still... Um, like a big influence in a lot of people's lives, and um, and and I guess broadly speaking, we can speak of um, Netflix as TV. And I'm a proud non-subscriber of of Netflix because of just how I don't like that they sort of uh, manipulate me into watching a particular type of of show or a particular type of movie because they're of course selective with their movies. Um, and shows, and they don't even have their own shows. That's the most um, irksome kind of development, which is why I unsubscribe from, from Netflix. Um, and and yet the problem with this, and that's a general, like a more general problem with me, I guess, is that because you're not part of the groups, you never know what's the, um, like how these, like how these groups are, um, adhering to that one thing, which is Netflix or or social media or whatever it is that you're not part of. So it's like it's kind of a paradox where the only way to figure it out is to be part of the group that you that defines your your character, which is exclusion from the group. And I don't know if I've said it correctly. It's just something that from time to time bothers me. And today was one of the day when I, one of the days when I thought about this and I thought, damn, like I, I could only conjecture and I could never have real proof of what's going on in these shows that are making them so popular, that are making me reject them, and but that are making them so popular nonetheless. I don't know if that makes sense. The point is that um, maybe there's a thing with me deep down that I just don't, cannot take anything popular or I refuse to be part of anything popular 
And when I sense that something is pretty popular, I try to find faults with them and try to justify not being part of the thing by redefining my own values and trying to form like a strong justification for that, which I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but then I'm just gonna um, miss a lot of things that are actually going on. Um, I don't feel missed out, but I do, I know that I don't know um, a lot of things because I'm actively choosing not to be part of them. Um, it feels like a big, huge ramble. The point is, I've lately I've been thinking about the Netflix situation because I haven't really seen any Netflix show in, um, I guess, more than, well, since it ever launched, I think. <laughs> I think, um, well, since they started adding a bunch of documentaries that they made on their own or like Netflix exclusive shows, I know that this is going to ending a bad place. So I decided not to, to just to unsubscribe even though someone offered me like a free account. Um, but yeah, so then since, but then you realize that that's what people bond with. Like that's what people talk about. That's what people socialize with, which is like Netflix shows or movies they're watching. And and I just simply, I don't, it's not just like, taking a stance again, against uh, Netflix or any uh, corporation or like a big club. Uh, conglomerate yeah that's the word yeah it's not just taking a stance or trying to be cool of course that I made is part of the element like it's one of the elements but I think the main thing about this is just I truly don't enjoy them um and that goes the same with the popular movies the best um highest selling um movies right now in, in the theaters like I don't Unless someone invited me, like if someone invited me, I wouldn't mind going. Um, but I personally would not go to the theaters for for any of the most popular films right now. And it's not because I am trying to be cool and trying to just be out of the thing and trying to like say that oh I don't watch any of the movies. No, it's not that. Um, trust me, it's really that after seeing some of them with uh with some friends, I realized I really don't like them. I don't enjoy them. Um and I used to be totally fine and okay with this, but but as time goes on, I realize that like, this is not exactly good because this kind of attitude sort of... Well, okay, I, I, I'm not going to judge myself too quickly here, but I'm seeing sort of the trend right now where it seems like a lot of popular things are just unpopular with me, and I don't know what to do about them because I genuinely cannot like them, Name, namely Netflix or the popular movies or um, social media, like anything that has any appeal to the mass public. I, I, I haven't, ex except for ice cream or chocolate maybe, but a lot of things that people are talking about, I just am not interested in them. And I think it's totally okay. I mean, if anyone else was like this, I would find them cool. But when, like when it's me, uh, occasionally this makes me feel very, very alone. And, um, I don't know what problem. It's not depression, of course. It's just I, I do have some other movies I, I would like to watch, um, but um, they're not popular movies, and it's re uh, more difficult to to get someone else excited about this. So it's just you feel very alone. It's very difficult to to know who else is like you, and 
Um, and of course, I don't use social media, and so I end up having no one to talk to you about this kind of stuff. So that's why I'm talking about it right now to put it out there. Maybe someone else feels the same. The point is, like uh, movies, Netflix, TV wise, I feel like I have nothing in common with any person in the world. Um, I mean, like we'll have to match all our we, we'll we'll match based on how much like all the things that we've excluded in our lives um, intentionally. Um, so that's kind, of, that's kind of difficult because we are defined by excluding things rather than including things in our lives. So that's kind of a problem. But I just cannot get myself to like a lot of the things that, especially movies and TV shows that um, that bind people together. And that are very popular. So this brings me to the third point, the third kind of feeling alone, which is the. This is more more serious, which is the value, um, that stem from from the TV shows and from movies in general. And and of course, a lot of people are aware of how crappy some of the values are and how unnecessary it is to, to preach uh, extra values from the plot, and just like. Um, have this extra meaning in the movie that lectures you and things like that, and people don't like that. But but uh, then again, there's something very serious, serious, which is something I thought about just now. Um, in order to be popular, the movies um, have to include an element of like the biggest de- denominator, which is like more general value. Um, one of the uh, one of the most recent examples um, is uh, oh no, what's the name of the movie? Hold on, let me look it up. Um, take two minutes. Um, what is it called? The movie I talk everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, spoiler alert for this one. This is one of the prime examples where. Like the movie started off cool, but then it, ha- it had to end with this this uh, tone. It had to end with this traditional, com- uh, conventional value inside where oh, it's the family that matters the most. Um, okay, I have to admit, uh, somewhere in the middle, I got lost already. But you like, I try to follow the plot, and it seems like in the end, it's advocating for mediocrity. <laughs> it's advocating for accepting. Uh, what's already in your life and not try to imagine everything else. That's what I got from the movie. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I thought. Um, that's hugely disappointing. And that's what the thing I'm I'm talking about. And, and this is the prime example of this, where, of course, there are some movies that are made to be conventional, that, that are made to capture the most people out there. But this one is the one, is, is where it, it sort of had an idea that was not so um, traditional, that was pretty interesting to start with, and yet in the end it had to include this like general thing where that makes it very um, not unique anymore, and that's where that's why I got very disappointed. And and then I thought, you know, maybe the problem is not with the. Um, the director or the writer of this film, this particular film, I think the problem is appealing to as many people as as possible. Um, so yeah, of course, it's the writer or the director's fault. I mean, they try to, they want to garner more more views. They want to garner more money, essentially, and so maybe that's what they think um, is the issue, and they had to incorporate that most bland 
um, value in the movie. That's why I don't like it. Um, and I can't really remember anything cool about the movie anymore because the the end, um, the ending ruined ruined me uh, ruined it for me. Um, but 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 that's just one example. I feel like especially movies may be different because some of them are courageous enough to include a more artistic thing inside and they try not to include that kind of thing general value but like if you're talking about tv shows if you're talking about series which i really i don't even follow any series but i've seen some of them you know that it's generally gonna uh revolve around friendship relationship or just sex like something about that like it has to be about different people it has to be about family it has to be about work and like of course there's nothing wrong with that because that's what humans do but um but the like the value that they're talking they're they're trying to get from the from the plot typically would be the more traditional one and i finally i finally got it it's because in the end um they too are about making money and you have to appeal to the like what you imagine to be the common ground of of most people which is love and friendship and family and all that and then you would have not, have very little choice but to just you would have to do the thing that you're watching right now and you of course there could be some creative thing in between um but the general message would be quite literally the general message uh, love your neighbors <laughs> i don't know the point is um yeah i think that's kind of why i stopped watching tv seriously um because i took them too seriously um you kind of analyze the character development you kind of you analyze the plot development and you lo- you realize that in the very end they all tend towards the same thing like the the it's it's um ultimately about being a good person and the definition of being good is quite quite narrow um it's about patching up with your friend it's about um like trying to love each other in the end really it's about loving your neighbors it's about loving your the people around you i feel like that's the gist or the message of most of the common um tv series and shows even if it's like a crime series even if it's a medicine series it's still about um resolving conflicts which is about loving and all oh right there's nothing wrong with loving but um i i don't know i don't i don't like how everything has to end up being about about love essentially of course i think books are more uh, books are different i think books there is much more freedom because there's um like a lot of words could come in between like two scenes right um and for tv it's much difficult much more difficult to portray that um without uh without any line right whereas with a book you have more writing that could describe the internal turnings of the person internal turnings you know what i mean so books are different but i'm when i'm talking about tv and and movies which are about selling about making a profit um not so much i think about the artistic rendering so i'm not trying to to show that i'm a cool person who doesn't watch tv but i am 
a person who doesn't watch TV anymore because of that reason. I, I feel like it's they're all very uncreative in the end. Um, they are uh, they're not manipulative. They're not trying to manipulate our emotions, but they do. Um, in fact, we are the ones manipulating them. They think that we would like this stuff, and so they're following what they believe to be the most common ground of human beings, which is love, affection, something like that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I find it to be a little bit sad that there's nothing much that we could do about it, and the only thing to do would be to go to YouTube, and yet YouTube... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and yet, uh, now that YouTube is a valid job, um, it becomes about making money again. And people, in order to become popular YouTubers, they have to come up with something that they believe to be the most common ground. Um, so yeah, it might not be about love anymore, but you can tell that uh, it's it's like trying to find the most biggest denominator is quite an easy task because you can easily imagine what is not going to offend too many people um or that the very theme of the video would be offense and frustration and anger and that's what that's a common emotion that people do have um do share and so so youtube is becoming more and more like traditional tv right now um so and not to mention that it's still a platform um, owned by Google, so that's kind of troubling in itself, but that's a whole other issue. So yeah, that's the third area where I feel quite alone, where you feel like entertainment in general has begun to be about flattery. It's trying to gauge what the common, the most blend univer- uh, human being would like. Um, and... To me, it gets it wrong. I mean, that's not what I look for when I'm trying to relax. And um, um, and the ironic part is, like, if love or affection were such a common value, why do you need to repeat it on the show? Like, why do you need to preach us about love if it's something that's already in everyone's mind? So that's something I don't really get. Maybe I'm just a psychopath. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, oh, maybe that's why. Maybe it really is something that people do think about most of the time and that uh, people would not feel like they're being stimulated too much when they watch something that's already uh, coded in their human DNA, um, such as sex and love and the family, blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's why. Maybe in the end, people do want to just like do something without using their brain too much. And that's why TVs are becoming more and more uh, boring. Or maybe they've always been boring. Anyway, so that's the thing, TV, another thing. Um, Which brings me to the fourth point, I believe, uh, which is about the thing that the TV producers think that we would uh, agree on, which is love and affection and family values. And that's something that's being troubling me a lot I feel like I feel like virtually everyone like I really don't know what's which one's the egg which one's the chicken I feel like I don't know if it's because humans do naturally want to have this kind of closeness in relationships in their lives so and that's why all the products and all the artistic productions in in our world are revolved around this thing 
Or is it because um, they are educating us to to be loving and to be uh, in close relationships with one another that we t- we become um, brainwashed where we accept that value a lot more because TV does it and the cool people in television and in movie uh, in movies um, do it and that's why we feel like it's a cool thing to pursue. I really don't know. Maybe it's like a two like a cycle and um it just reinforces each other the reality and the virtual reality um i don't know but that's something that's very disturbing which is that ultimately if you take tv and art out of the equation it means that it means that your the the main values that are being accepted in the world are well by definition the most popular values they're going to be the ones that are not necessarily the 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 right value but the mo- the most popular values are going to dominate our society and that's something i'm really concerned about which is that i can never know what's right right i i i'm not exactly wise about this and and of course i would have a gauge i would have an intuition and i would know what i personally like and dislike and i would know that the kind of thing I don't want to do and the kind of thing I do like to do. But I would also have in the back of my mind sort of some social conventions and the cultural conventions and the traditions going on. And you kind of have the sense that, um, all right, in this culture, if I don't do this, I'm being weird and I'm not just, um, I'm just not part of the, I wouldn't be viewed as part of the society if I continue to reject this kind of value and you kind of have that feeling. And so every single day I feel very conflicted, not just because I don't exactly watch the media that are um, educating us about the common values, but also because the common values themselves, or rather the reason that I don't like these media, is that the common values... um, themselves are not of my taste um, to start with and and so yeah and that's the thing like you never know what's the right value anymore you feel like your world is just dominated by voices by common values Um, one of the prime examples um, of this is of course special holidays like like mother's day father's day like um, Teacher's Day or whatever day is it? Valentine's Day, Christmas Day. Um, no, okay, maybe excluding the religious ones. If you're just talking about Mother's Day, Father's Day, and and New Year's Day, um, or Easter. Well, okay, that's probably religious. Or Thanksgiving or whatever it is. Okay, any of the holiday. I personally do not. I cannot stand any of these. Not because they're just commercial. But it's just very stupid because, okay, the, the truth is today or yesterday was Father's Day in Taiwan. And um, the, the, the part that irks me the most is not the commercial part because if you can just get away with a gift or something, that would be good. But the thing is, like, um, it's not that they're cheapening this with, with commercializing it. The part, the, the part that bothers me the most is that the people who are being celebrated on that very day, actually do care about this. Like, I am I feel validated as a parent only if if my kids celebrated uh, Father's Day or Mother's Day or something like that. And to me, that puts 
it got tremendous pressure on me. And um, as a young kid, I've been very, very uh, compliant. Um, I'm a good one. I would actually draw cards and and uh, handwrite notes and stuff, and show and give them to my mom and my dad. And as like as I started to think about this, I feel like it's not. It's becoming burdensome, and I can see that not just in myself, but also with my relatives who are trying to please their parents um, through sort of arranging a special dinner or whatever it is with them. And and I really don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like this is the uh, going to work at eight in the morning thing uh, all over. I think it's the same kind of thing where um, people actually. Um, don't like it. They don't want to do it, but it's just like seems like a, such a popular idea, and you have no choice but to come comply with this and to do it, and um, and that's it. Or else you'll be secretly ostracized from the society. I feel like that may be the same thing as the very first point, uh, which is which is the idea that you can never tell the truth about what is the right thing to do because some version. Or like some some version or of doing things uh, has become the most popular one, and it has almost uh, monopolized the the whole world. That you cannot tell what any other alternative would be, and um, and you like you feel like you will lose something if you don't comply with it, and or you feel like there's simply no other choice. And I feel like celebrating such such um, days are simply are like one of the prime examples. I feel like it's really really sad that some people who are being celebrated by these days do care about this, and and yet um, I just don't I just don't buy them. <laughs> and I'm just gonna take um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do the risky thing, which is to to never comply with them, um, I don't know, because I really don't, it's not, it's not about the commercializing, I love buying things, but it's just that I can't, like, I, I don't want to minimize or to, to highlight, um, the relationship, um, into this one day, and that I have to do all that I need to, to make this day work, and no matter what day it is, um, could be all the days I've just listed, but it just feels, I don't like this kind of routine, and um, I'm, I don't feel good about this, I'm not proud about this, and I'm not, I just, I feel like there's a better way to live in general, there's a better way to to figure out the values, the real values of things, to figure out um, the right way to do things, because now we're just ruled by money and um, the most popular things to do, and I feel like people never really have a conversation anymore, and if they do have a conversation, it's about the things that are, that could be purchased by money, um, it's about the things that do eventually involve some sort of money making uh, in its production, and 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 um, it's taking away sort of the real intellectual discussion that it could have been. And I'm not saying that every single day has to be like a deep discussion of what's the right thing to do. That would be tiresome. But 
Um, the point is, like, we don't even know where to start now. I feel like um, the, mo the easiest way to do things is to not offend anyone, and including your own family and your friends. And I feel like that's just the easiest and the laziest way to do things. We just talk about something that seems to be the most common denominator. And um, in that way, you, as I said, you could try not to offend someone else, but also it has more available um, topics to choose from. Um, if you're going to talk about what gift you're going to give to to your mother, for example, on Mother's Day, then there's just so many things to, to talk about. If you want to talk about having fun, yeah, then the great way, the best way is to talk about being extroverted and to go out with friends and some like to do some hiking, to do some outdoor activities, to talk about dating, to talk about... Um, social stuff and for me who's an extreme introvert this is all very painful because I don't enjoy any of the activity and yet I feel like I have to enjoy them because that's the only way to meet to make friends um, to be part of this world I, I really don't know I mean in my ideal world it would be based on like great conversations or just things that are totally abstract and people just talk about um, ideas and not about events all the time, not about other people all the time and not about how to please one another all the time and that's the thing that irks me. I think the, yeah, so I've just dis discovered something about myself which is that the main problem with all of this popularity stuff is that ultimately the whole world is built on um, flattery. It's it's not even real flattery. It's about guessing what the other might what what might please the other person, and and it's not even just about not offending the other person anymore. It's trying to get their money and attention, or get their attention so that you get their money by trying to guess what would please them. And the best guess is, of course, the guess about the most popular things that attract people in the world, and it's just like a vicious cycle. Um, vicious cycle, vicious circle, and um, it's just that you just try to pamper the other party all the time, um, and you talk about the light and happy things, and you talk about travel, you talk about tourism, you talk about movies, you talk about food, and you talk about all the light and happy things going on, um, and it's very rare, it's very difficult to get people to talk about um, what really matters, which is finding out the real value of things. And I don't blame them. I, I don't know a way myself, but I just feel like, um, for one, maybe we have to take money out of the equation so that when you're talking, you're not trying to find a way to eventually get the other person's money um, directly or mediated by something else. Um, and the other thing is to embrace being alone. I think, I think um, if we, we if we weren't so afraid of being alone and feeling alone, you could voice your odd opinion a lot more. Um, by the way, all of this thinking started because I was. Um, re-watching some of the episodes of The Big Bang Theory, which is an American show, and it's gone very, very bad after uh, a few Z seasons. And I'm not going to talk about the details for those who have never seen it, but the, the main 
there's something I like about the show, which is the main character, um, Sheldon, who once said something that I totally agreed on, um, and which is this, that he hates the idea of gift giving. And I love that idea. I mean, I totally agree with him. It's like he voiced my opinion. Um, because once you give a gift, you're in the debt. Oh, sorry. Once you receive a gift, you're in the debt of someone else's, and you have to reciprocate through finding a gift of the similar value. And he finds this kind of ritual quite absurd, and uh, like all the trouble could have been avoided if no one started anything to start with. No one started anything, and um, I find it to be like that's exactly what I feel about this. Um, and. I think that's why I extended that to the holiday thing. I, for me, it's more like um, it's not the same thing. But I think he has a point where people just participate in this kind of rituals without really questioning sort of the true meaning behind this. And um, of course, it feels good to be buying things, but um, in the end, it's about exchanging things. And okay, I don't want to go into that path. The point is. Um, okay, my point was not to talk about the gift giving. My point is that um, this used to be a good show, and it, it started with um, people having like voicing this kind of ideas, and then suddenly it turned into a whole relationships um, rom com kind of thing. So it's kind of disappointing, and I get that they this this has had to happen because there were they were probably trying to expand the audience base, and so I went into this whole thinking but the point is just that yeah like things there are things that are probably artistic in the beginning that turn into not very artistic in the end because they grew in popularity and they tasted money and um, in order to maintain that popularity they had to do what they think most people would like and that's plain flattery and I hate that um, and I just wish that um we would just all be less afraid of being alone or just being um, more vocal about our real thoughts. And maybe I'm being so idealistic. I can't, I can't help but notice the the um, the cringe in what I just said a little bit. But that's what I really think. I just hope that if we had a better idea of what's the right thing to do instead of what's the most popular way to do it. Um, I think I will be much happier. Um, <laughs> but that's, I think I'm sort of rambling at this point. The, the thing is, um, these are some of the moments where I feel really alone and I don't know what to do about it. And the irony is that in order to know what other people are thinking, you gotta go into the same flattery route. And once you're in that flattery route, you might get the taste of it, uh, whether through the, the um, easiness of of using flattery to gain people's affection or through the money that you might eventually get by flattering other people or both. And my uh, maybe like I would forget about my own initial purpose of, of trying to know what other people are thinking um, and I become one of them and I no longer can understand that perspective or understand my desire to know um, anymore. So it's kind of bad. Um, so you don't know what point to jump in or whether or not you should jump into that thing at all. Um, so I don't know. I'm just quite antisocial, maybe. I'm a psychopath, maybe. Who knows? 
that's what I've been thinking about. Um, I don't think I'm a psychopath because a psychopath wouldn't be sad about this situation, but I kind of am. Um, and okay, on a lighter note, I'm starting to finally read that book on regret that I've been talking about. So I, as I said, I do want to talk about the issue of regret. And no matter how unpopular this is as a podcast or a topic, I'm still going to do it. Um, just for the sake of fulfilling the promise, and also because uh, this is the way, this is how um, I'll be motivated to to read a little bit better. So maybe next episode I'll talk about regrets. And the book that I'm talking about, by the way, is called "The View from Here on Affirmation Attachment and the Limits of Regret" by R. J. Wallace. So he's a philosopher, and it's published by Oxford University. Um, so I'm on it. I'm on chapter two already. It's pretty. It's not too tech. It's a little bit technical, but not like the usual too technical kind of analytical philosophy kind of thing. So I do like it, and I feel like I could talk about it for two episodes at least. Maybe not the next one, but soon I'm gonna. I'm really gonna do it. And if you are like a longtime follower of this podcast, you would know that. I talk about doing this、um, about half a year ago already. Anyway, so、um, finally, the last thing is I noticed that the previous episode was past my one year anniversary of this podcast, so I'm proud of myself.、Um, I'm not exactly consistent. I do try to be,、um, and I have to admit. And now that I've talked about this. Well, it's it's good that I talk about this, right? I have to admit that this is not exactly a popular podcast. So,、um, initially, I was a bit disappointed, but now I think that's a good thing. I like being left out, <laughs> in that you know I've just talked about、uh, like talk a lot of bad things about being popular and trying to flatter to the general public.、Um, so I'm glad that I'm not so popular, so I can talk about whatever I want.、Um, I'm not trying to make money out of、uh, from this podcast, so yeah. So thank you very much,、um, especially if you follow this podcast from its、um, generation or what's the、uh, conception? Yeah, from its conception. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to all the episodes. And if you're new, you're very welcome.、Um, so yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye bye.